welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Hunting Pixels, the official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We've got a great show for you today. Sadly, we're once again without a third chair. That doesn't mean we won't talk about some awesome things. Austin's been getting his Spider-Man on in multiple ways. And Josh, me, has uh, has been delving into true crime. Not only that, but we will be breaking down our thoughts on Black Friday, the sales, and even a sort of buyer's guide to get you through the rough and tumble holidays. That all said, I am your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McBullen. And I am joined by my co-host, Austin Midnight Madness Stevens. How's it going, sir? What's up, Ann? <laughs> Fuck, I got choked up. Oh. On, like go. air. Oh. Ugh, God, I hate when that happens. But uh, yeah, what's up, man? I'm just vibing. Corona that, that got you? <sighs> Hope not. You know what? Actually, that might not be such a bad thing. <laughs> I get two weeks paid off of work, so that might not be the worst thing in the world. So. Unless you die. <laughs> You're just making the deal sound sweeter, sir. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sweet release, am I right? The sweet embrace of death. Honestly, it'd be like that sometimes. You don't think that it do until you realize it do. Until you realize that your entire world is falling apart at the age of 30 and you just want to <clears throat> stare at your... Uh, your maker in the face and say, let me into these pearly gates. And then he sends you straight to hell. I just want you to know, I went to go smack my thigh and I missed. And I accidentally smacked myself in the crotch. Oh, and it hurts really fucking bad. So you I'm definitely sweating. want to get the Rona and die. I'm sweating. Dude, that's like the worst thing in the fucking world. When you like, you know, you, you know, it got hit hard when you start sweating over it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck. Do uh was it Kayla? I don't know. Somebody asked me the other day. It was like, um, how is it that like uh, a light tap on the balls is like really really awful to men compared to like a, a like a, a kick? And I was like, I can't explain it to you. Like a kick is mostly it's almost like you feel the pain from the kick itself. Mm-hmm. But like when you flick someone in the balls. Yep. It's like all of the. It's excruciating. Yeah, it's awful, dude. And it's it's like right there in your testicle. I would much rather take a full force kick to the crotch than somebody just like flicking it. Yeah. Dead ass. Awful. Because maybe it's because when you get kicked, like if somebody's foot hits you in the crotch a certain way, not only does your crotch hurt, but like kind of the area around your crotch hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas if it's just a flick in the testicle like that, you, you, I might kill you. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I might get up and kill you because you that's be a- those, those are that's a death sentence, sir. And that <laughs> shit fucking hurts. Fun fact: Did you know that if you get kicked or hit hard enough in the gooch, you will shit yourself? Oh god! Hell yeah! Why do you know that? Personal experience, baby. Oh Christ! No, no I I looked it up. Because somebody told me that somebody told me that a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Bullshit! That's not fucking true. There's no way that's true. No, that's true. Because all of the muscles, uh, God, I want to. I was gonna say I'm trying to keep this as PG as possible, but that's not happening. <laughs> it's hunting pixels. It, that's not a thing anymore. 
Yeah. I think we tried when we started and then fuck happened like every other word. And it was just like, eh, who cares anymore? Speaking, speaking of that specifically, I have people tell me like, well, I mean, you've kind of said this before that like you feel like I'm like I'm quote unquote smart because of the way I talk. Yeah. But like people have told me that like I have a pretty extensive vocabulary and stuff like that. And like, I had one person ask me once. They were like, uh, so like you're pretty well spoken. You're, you know, fairly intelligent, I would assume, based on like your use of words and stuff like that. Well, like, why do you muddy it up with like saying fuck every other word? And I was like, I don't know, man. It's like a good adjective. <laughs> like it, it just it spices everything up. I don't know what to it tell does, you. dude. It's like it's like it's like putting fucking Chick Fil A sauce on your chicken. It just spices everything up. Oh God, no. But uh, no, like the the muscles, uh, the muscles where your gooch is are actually directly attached to your anus. Oh. So if you get kicked there hard enough, it will actually send like shock feedback through those muscles, and it will loosen your asshole. <laughs> another fun fact you know when you laugh like that your sphincter actually pulses yeah that i actually did know dude it's uh, crazy how when you're sitting down you can feel it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i know so many facts about assholes but i do it's probably because you are one boom <laughs> i am what i eat buddy boy uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be as horny this episode as Dylan was last God, time. Jesus he was Christ. so horny. He Dylan's was just, like, uh, he's going to be officially from now on just the horny man on campus. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was really. Uh, uh, he he was acting. He like he just really needed a good blowjob. I mean, don't we all though? Don't we all? You know, man, woman doesn't matter who gives it to you as long as you get one. Uh, I mean, it might matter to some people, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Or is it is it is it gay if a guy blows you? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure by definition that it's gay. But I think it's only gay if you're doing the blowing. I oh, think okay. Gay. All right, Cartman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, guys, it's all right because I put this mouth in my mouth. Is, it, is that gay? No, I mean, it's it's, head is terrible. Head. <laughs> head is head, sir. Head is head. I think, uh, dude, I don't know. This this conversation might be offensive yep. to a small group of people. So why don't we go ahead and start talking about other stuff? <laughs> yeah, uh, cool I'll talk that. about offensive stuff. Uh, okay, cool. Eastbound Down. All right. Uh, have you ever watched Eastbound and Down? I have not. Uh, so it is. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It's a it's a HBO uh, original comedy that aired back in the late two thousands. I think. Let me okay, I think I actually want to say Madison might have watched that. Um, let's see. Eastbound and Downs ended in twenty thirteen. So yeah, it started in tw- uh twenty nine or two thousand nine. Um, so this is a show that. I had heard about and I had seen memes from and I had seen clips from and I had always thought that like everything I'd seen from it was funny, but I just never got around to it. But it's from the uh, from Danny McBride. So it's from the same family of creators who did. uh, What was the um, 
the two that I watched earlier this year. Oh God, it's killing me. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones and uh, Vice Principals. And hmm. so we started watching it uh, probably about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer. And we got through the first season and I was not vibing with it as much as I did the other two shows. But I was like, I'm going to I'm going to get through it. And then we got into the second season and Kayla was like, I'm going to dip out. I just don't like this. And I was like, all right, fair enough. So I started or like I kept watching it on, on my own and it really, really picks up in the third season. I feel like towards the end of the second season, it, it starts getting like funnier and like there's a little bit more like character growth with mm-hmm. Andy McBride's character. But like it really starts hitting its stride in season three. I think like the episode I was just watching, uh, yesterday, I think he, (laughs) this motherfucker is, uh, dating a girl who looks like she's, um, she looks like she's in college maybe. And so he, um, he's telling her, uh, that he's like, Hey, we're having this nice date or whatever. Now we're going to go on the beach and we're going to fuck or whatever. And then he says something to her about, well, I actually ran out of time. So, uh, and he gives her this analogy. He's like, in other words, only one of us is going to come. So why don't you get your. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's like, so why don't you go get your shaved little pussy out of those shorts? <laughs> And like, I don't know why, but dude, I just started laughing so hard. Like, I was like, this guy's such a fucking asshole. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, oh man, it's it, very, very strange. And it is <laughs> definitely uh, offensive. And uh, I think it's very funny. Hell yeah. I might check that out. That sounds like something I'd be super into. Yeah, so I I don't know if I if I had ever told you about it, but uh, do you do you know what the premise is? No. So basically, Danny McBride is Kenny Powers, who was like a former uh, pro baseball pitcher, who really got into like drugs and all that shit, and basically his career kind of like came to an end because he he screwed it up himself, um, mm-hmm. doing stupid shit, and then. So he goes back to his hometown and becomes like a substitute PE teacher and then finds out that he actually has a chance to be back in the majors. And then it's kind of basically just following him around as like he kind of goes back up the ranks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, man, I would I would say definitely check it out. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of. um. I don't want to say South Park, but like it kind of reminds me of South Park and it's like really offensive, but like, like raunchy humor. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I, I am enjoying it and I, Hell yeah. I'm starting to recommend it. So, Hell yeah. Well, I will definitely check that out. I've been looking for something funny to watch. So I'm, uh, I'm actually, I have one season left of a uh, criminal minds. Mm. And I think that's given me depression. Oh, God. So I'm definitely looking for something to perk me back up after watching that. So, yeah, 
I'll check that out for sure. Is it uh, is it on HBO Max? It is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out then. That sounds funny. Uh, well, why don't you tell me about Into the Spider-Verse? Because you finally got around to watching it. I did. Uh, I don't know why it took me two years, but it did. Um, but, uh, I had never seen it. Um, I have read plenty of Miles Morales, like, comics back in the day when they were coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I was extremely excited for Miles Morales to finally come out, which we will talk about that a little later, I was like, you know what? I haven't seen it yet. Let me go ahead and, and watch Into the Spider-Verse because it is on Netflix. Um, I didn't think that an animated superhero movie would be my favorite superhero movie in general. Damn. I think that movie is absolutely fucking incredible. Literally from beginning to end, I think that movie is a fucking masterpiece as far as animated films go. Um, I was reading that it actually, that movie took four years and 800 people working on it. Mm, and I didn't yeah. know that. And it, dude, it fucking shows the the animation style where it's, they animated Miles in like a lesser frame rate from everything and everyone else to show as the movie goes on, he's getting like more comfortable with his powers. I thought that was really fucking cool. Mm, And then the scene where the scene where he's on the, on the side of the skyscraper and you know, it's got Peter Peter's like monologue in the back of his head telling him that, you know, it's just a leap of faith and he jumps off the sight of the glass breaking from him still holding on to it, like showing basically saying he wasn't fully relaxed enough. Mm-hmm. And so he was still sticking to the glass when he jumped. Yeah. I don't like, dude, it's just all the little subtle shit in that movie that I thought was so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Dude, that uh, animation style is just absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I think that you mentioned this the other day when you were talking about, um, uh, Oh my god, what the hell's the name? <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. Uh the oh, Miles Morales the video game. Jesus yeah. Christ. Man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you were talking about how they they animated it to um to slow like the frame rate for him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like uh you know in the movie like the reason that his frame rate is like slowed compared to everyone else is like at the beginning it's significantly slower to, to show yeah. like he is where he is. And then at the end, it's kind of sped up to where it's like on par with everything else. Yeah. Showing like his journey and like that little like detail is super subtle. But like if you watch it, it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating as hell, dude. And my kids love it. Both Josie and August fucking Josie is all about that movie. She fucking mm-hmm. loves that film. Um, yeah. And she also, she literally, pretty much anytime I played Miles Morales while she was awake, she was literally on the couch, like laying up against me watching it. Mm. Like she, she thinks Spider-Man is like the coolest fucking thing in the world, which I think is awesome because it's cool to me. That's literally my, that's my favorite Marvel superhero. I don't know if I like him more than Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I like how dark Batman gets. I like that Batman I like the really like psychological kind of twisted stories that Batman brings to the table. Whereas I feel like a lot of Spider-Man stories are more wholesome than anything. 
Yeah. I don't get me wrong. There are some dark Spider-Man stories. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like an alternate universe of Mary Jane dying from cancer from Peter's radioactive sperm. <laughs> that's a thing. I didn't know that, but it is. And I think that's fucking weird, but... Yeah. Yeah, Josie, jo- after watching Into the Spider-Verse, Josie has literally been begging me for a Spider-Gwen costume. Oh, that's cute. And I did find one. Uh, the Disney store has one for like 20 bucks. Oh, nice. So okay. I might go pick that up. And then uh, I saw on Target's website, they have the web shooters. Uh-huh. Um, but they're Spider-Gwen styled. Like they're white with like the teal and the pink design over yeah. it. Yeah. So cute. Definitely going to try to grab her that as like that's going to be part of her Christmas. Luckily, those web shooters, those are, those are mostly just like what? Silly string, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think I remember when I had them as a kid, they were pretty much just silly string. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely going to get her some of that. But yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, man, it, it literally easily became my favorite superhero movie. I don't know what about Miles' character or Miles' story in particular has fascinated me so much. Mm, yeah. But it really has. But... um. I think that as far as Miles' character goes, especially in Into the Spider-Verse, they do a very good job at separating him from Peter and showing that um, the only similarity between them are their powers and the costume they wear. But underneath that mask, they are two entirely different people who come from two entirely different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really cool that Miles didn't just eventually turn into a Peter Parker clone. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because I feel like that's a that's one of the biggest problems with characters who take on the names of already established characters in comics. Like they kind of tend to lose their individuality and just become clones of that previous character. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that Miles never took that route. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it's a fantastic movie. If anyone hasn't seen it, uh, I can't really make fun of you for it because it took me two years to watch it. But definitely go check it out. Yeah, go fantastic see it. movie. Go see it. Or, well, not go see it. Get fucking buy it. Whatever. Turn turn on your TV. It's on Turn Netflix. on your fucking TV. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Um, I actually do want to buy it, though. I, I, if I can... If, I, if I'm ever just, like, out and I find a Blu-ray copy of it, I probably will just buy it. Do it. Probably will. So, uh, I watched another HBO Max thing. Um, this is actually... God, was, what's up with you and HBO Max recently? Dude, we're, they have some really great shit, man. I don't know. I don't. They do. They. I'll give it maybe except for the DC movies, but they do. So, um, yeah, the I've been kind of on a uh, I don't want to say a, a true crime kick, but yeah, I've been on a, a true crime kick. Uh, we uh, I I was talking about it in the last episode. We've been watching um, Murder on Middle Beach. And uh, it it only had one episode, but the second episode came out Sunday, uh, so we watched it. Um, but uh, while we were on there, I, excuse me, boy, what is? Uh, I think the podcast makes me gassy. I don't know, bro, but it's every episode. It's every episode now. Uh, anyway, so um, we watched uh, Class Action Park, which was like uh, a little documentary. For I think was specifically for HBO Max, and then we kind of were like, uh, "Well, let's just keep with the documentary stuff." Started watching the Myrtle on Middle Beach, and then I came across the case against Adnan Saeed, 
And I was familiar with this because I had tried cereal when cereal kind of became huge in 2016, 2017. Yeah. And I couldn't get into the podcast. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was her voice or maybe it was like the way she delivered like the information and stuff. But I just I couldn't get into it. But I was aware of of what was going on. And so when I saw this, I was like, okay, let me watch this because like then I can get an idea of like what the case is about, blah, 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 blah. And so it's a four part little mini series. It came out in, uh, I think early last year. Uh, but basically it follows the case of Adnan Syed, who he was accused of killing his ex-girlfriend in, I think it was like January of 1999. Yeah. Uh, and he was this, uh, it was in, uh, I think, think baltimore I'm, I'm pretty sure it was baltimore anyway um and basically he got accused of strangling his ex-girlfriend and then the documentary really follows like the kind of case that was built up against him as well as like his journey through the entire process of like uh, uh the appellate courts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh True crime documentaries like Making a Murderer and this, I find them to be fascinating for a number of reasons. But the number one reason I think is that I think a lot of people when they watch these documentaries or really documentaries in general think that there's like objective truth in them and that the filmmakers are being truly objective. But uh, I don't think that that is ever the case with documentaries regardless of what the subject matter is mm-hmm. because documentary filmmaking is still filmmaking which is still a storytelling apparatus so your goal as a documentarian is to tell a story most documentarians th- are factual but not truthful if that makes sense yeah. so they'll give you facts uh, about things that happen but they'll distort it in such a way that like you think you're being told the truth, but really it's just, you're being given facts. Yeah. And I think that that kind of is the case in this documentary as well. Uh, or have you seen, uh, making a murderer? Mm -mm. Uh, maybe it's on Netflix. Maybe I have, I actually, yeah, I think me and Madison have watched it. Okay. So I think both of uh, both of those really kind of fall in the same category where like they give you facts and they give you the facts that support the story that they're trying to tell. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I haven't looked into all of the stuff against uh, Adnan in in this case specifically. But I feel like the filmmaking was very biased towards him. And uh, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing because, like I said, documentarians are storytellers. Mm -hmm. But I am fascinated with the idea that people look at documentaries and say, oh, this is – this is what happened. This is the truth. Like, you you know what I mean? When, like, you – you're not there. You weren't there. There's no way for you to possibly know, you know, what's going on. 
other than the people who were there, and you're being given facts to make you think that this is what actually happened. But it may not actually be what happened. Yeah. Uh, but I think that this one in particular does a pretty good job of showing the inconsistent um, the inconsistent uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say like the way that the police would go through their investigation and have like inconsistent their story lines up with what was actually supposed to be happening and again like you know we may not have been there so we may not no, but like at least these facts lay out a case that like makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like there are certain things that like in making a murderer, for instance, there are things that are just left out completely that like kind of change the relationship that you're supposed to be looking at. But uh, yeah, overall, I think it's really competently made. Uh, there are some parts that I'm just like, I, this is a little overly scripted for me. Like, um, like there are parts where the documentarians are sitting with the, the lawyer for Adnan and Mm. he's like talking to them and it's supposed to be like unscripted or whatever. And so like he gets a call all of a sudden he's like, okay, I need you guys to get out because you're not supposed to be privy to this information. It's like, you guys kind of set this up. Like, I don't, I don't know how this is supposed to be like a, like a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, Overall, I think it's a very fascinating series about a case that I had little knowledge of outside of like a cursory hmm. sort of yeah. glance at. And uh, I think you should check it out for anyone who's interested in true crime stuff. Word. Me and Madison will probably check it out. Madison, for whatever fucking reason, she can't watch horror movies, but she can watch actual crime drama all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Shit doesn't make sense to me at all, but whatever. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, well, with that said, tell me, you, not only did you watch Spider-Verse, but you ran through all of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? I ran through all of the Tobey Maguire films, all of the Andrew Garfield films, and both of the Tom Holland films. Oh, oh, damn. So yeah, I, I, I wa- yeah, I watched them all. They're actually all on Hulu if you have the stars add-on. Um, oh, okay, okay. So... Wow, I have a lot to say about these fucking movies, dude. So when it comes to the Tobey Maguire movies, I feel like I've done that specific franchise a disservice. Um, yeah, I was always like, oh, dude, fuck the ball. All of those movies are garbage. They're all fucking terrible. That's not true. Only the third one is garbage. I will stand by that. <laughs> the third one is fucking hot ass garbage. I, I genuinely don't think so, but. I I think their portrayal of Venom was like the worst fucking thing in the movie. Mm. It, I, maybe it's just because it had Homeboy from that '70s show as Eddie Brock, and maybe that's <laughs> what I fucking hated. Because I I'm gonna be honest, I get shit for this. I do not like that '70s show. I do not think that show was funny. Ooh, really? I no, I don't. I do not think that show was funny at all. Mm. I don't think any of the people on there are good fucking actors. And I know there's some A-listers like a fucking Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. I think they're funny. I think like those two specific actors are funny, but I don't think anyone else on that show is funny. 
Um, I, hot take yeah. for the day, I guess. I know that's a very unpopular opinion. Uh, I, I haven't watched it since I was probably in high school, but I mm-hmm. remember genuinely liking like the first probably like three or four seasons. Yeah, I just I it's not even that I don't like it either, man. It's just like just don't care about it. I just you know, it's one of those that everybody fucking loves and then you watch it for yourself and you're like I don't get it. I don't yeah. get why this is I don't get why this has the cult following that it does. Yeah, fair. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I feel the same way about Scott Pilgrim. Uh, you shut your fucking mouth. No, so I think Scott Pilgrim is a funny movie. Don't get me wrong. I think that movie, I think in parts, in certain parts, I think that movie is fucking hilarious. Mm. And I do think it's a good movie, but I don't understand the cult following behind it, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, You're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not a movie that I would routinely go out of my way to watch like some people do. Oh, I would definitely do that with Scott Pilgrim. I think that movie's fantastic. Like, I know dudes who genuinely watch that movie once a week. Uh, I don't know about all that. And I'm like, eh, like maybe once every six months when I'm really feeling it. And yeah, but, you know, it's a, and it's a fun movie to watch with friends over and shit. Like, you know, it's funny. Um, but whatever. I'm not talking about Scott Pilgrim. I'm talking about yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> um, the first movie... When I went back and rewatched it, I I think that movie has a lot of blatant edit issues. Uh, may, maybe it was a mixture of I I know a specific section of that movie did have to be reshot because it had the Twin Towers in the scene. And I know that that had to be edited and taken out. Uh, and it was pretty rushed to do that because that movie came out like what? Early 2002. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was. Obviously, 9-11 was September 11th, 2001. So I know that there were some things that had to be very quickly adjusted and changed. Um, So I can kind of forgive that. However, like there's the scene where the Green Goblin busts into uh, the Daily Bugle and he's asking for pictures of Spider-Man. He knocks Spider-Man out. Spider-Man is supposed to be falling like 30 feet. But the moment he clears that window, you can hear a loud, audible thud of him hitting the ground. The moment he clears that window. And it's not even like they tried to polish it and cover that up because they fucking did not. Um, There's a lot of scenes where it's like a very close up shot of Green Goblin's face and Green Goblin's talking, but his mouth is physically not moving. Like, it's just closed. Like, obviously, it's just like a voiceover. And it's kind of the same thing with Spider-Man. Like, there's a lot of scenes in the first movie where he's visibly talking, but, like, there's no sign of of his jaw and his face moving at all whatsoever. Um, You know, maybe that was just, like, an emergent thing. Maybe they did that for a reason. But uh, the first movie, I feel like, is genuinely good. Um, I don't think it's a masterpiece or anything by any stretch of the imagination, but... It's definitely nostalgic, and I don't think superhero movies would be where they are now without the Sam Raimi trilogy. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, like especially Marvel. I don't think we would have the MCU the way we do if the Sam Raimi trilogy didn't happen. So, the second movie was good. Uh, the second movie with uh, Doc Ock, it's, it's good. I don't think it's as good as the first one. That's fucking crazy. However... 
I, I think overall, I don't think it's as good as the first one. However, there are a lot of scenes in the second movie that I think were better than anything that came out of the first movie. Mm, okay. Like the uh, the train scene mm-hmm. where, where he's trying to stop the train and he falls. Like he obviously is unconscious from pain or whatever. And the civilians pick him up and they're like carrying him almost like a fucking guardian angel, like to the back of the plane and the kids bring him his mask. That scene is wholesome as fuck. And I think that scene was beautiful. And I think it was very well done. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say something that might be controversial. I think Spider-Man two might be the best superhero film of the two thousands. Really? Or, or, or like f- from like from the year 2000, up until now, I think it might be the best. Really? Film. Yep. So let me. Do you think to that Tobey Maguire was a better Spider-Man than or Tom actually, Holland? Actually, hang on. Let me. Let me also. Uh, sorry. No, you're live good. You're action. fine. Okay. I, I so throw that caveat in there because I think I'd like Into the Spider Verse better yeah. than Spider-Man Two. So do you think? Let me. Let me just ask you this: Who? Who is your favorite live-action portrayal of Spider-Man? Like who? Uh, Nostalgia aside, don't don't take nostalgia into consideration. Just their acting capabilities as actors. Oh, well, I mean, that's a different question, though, because if I mean, if okay, if we want to go that route, then it's it's definitely Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield is the most really three. Yeah, yeah, like what? I like Tom Holland. I I genuinely do, but like yeah. of the three who have played him in terms of acting ability, I th- I don't think it's a question that it's Andrew Garfield. Huh. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I actually like Andrew Garfield the least of the three. Oh, in, in these movies? Yes. Re- okay. So you're, you're talking, I'm a, honestly, I've never seen another movie with Andrew Garfield that I know of. Oh, okay. Well, he, uh, he was in social network, right? He was in the social network. He's fan fucking tastic in it. I've heard uh, that he's really good in that movie. He's in a movie called, um, under the silver lake that yeah for literally is probably of of the last decade so from like two, 2010 to 2019 is top 5 movies for me and he's fucking phenomenal in it uh i he's he's a very talented actor damn yeah uh, maybe maybe i should watch some of his other movies then um, but so l- let me put it this way. I think Tom Holland fits the role in terms of the boyish sort of like down on his luck. Yeah. Like, like I'm yeah. learning how to do this sort of thing. Okay. I think he fits that mold, but I think that Tobey Maguire does gives the better Peter Parker and Spider-Man performance combined. Okay. I I think that it's I, I hate to say this cuz it's going to sound like like a a bad like I I don't mean it to seem sound bad. Yeah. But I think that Tom Holland's Spider-Man and 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 Peter Parker are held back by the movies that he's in. <laughs> 
Like if Tom okay. Holland was doing the stuff that Tobey Maguire was asked to do in his two Spider-Man movies, I think Tom Holland would be the definitive Spider-Man. And you know what? I, I agree with you. I think that Tom Holland's portrayal of the character was honestly handicapped by Tony Stark's role. Yes, wholeheartedly. I, I think it was heavily handicapped because... That was never what Spider-Man starting out was about. He wasn't getting help. He wasn't getting help from from Iron Man. He wasn't getting help from S.H.I.E.L.D. He wasn't getting help from other prominent heroes. He was doing this all on his own. Like, he Mm -hmm. genuinely felt like he was holding New York on his shoulders. Yes, which is exactly why I like those first two movies. And and that's a completely fair point. And I actually think that I agree with you more or less. Um, I think that, obviously, due to technology... Due to the time period and technology, I think visually, I think the Tom Holland films are definitely the most fun out of out of all the movies. Mm. But I, I don't know, man. There's something about Tobey Maguire's performance that, although I do think there are some extremely cringy quips and scenes in those movies, I I genuinely I'm starting to change my opinion over. Tom Holland being the best live portrayal. I, I'm kind of starting to lean more towards Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Just and, because and of what those movies brought to the table. And I and I think, again, again like, I think that that has to do with the the films themselves. Like, I think... If yeah, the I agree. Films, I, and I think that's why Andrew Garfield's films were as bad as they were. I don't think it was Andrew Garfield necessarily oh, being no, a terrible I, actor. Honestly, I think that he's the best thing about those movies. Like, I I agree. I I like the first one. I I could not watch the second one again dude, in like the, the next five years. So fucking bad. So do you so do you bad. agree that that's the worst Spider-Man movie? Is the second one? Oh, by the a second Andrew Garfield. Mile. Yeah, by that was fucking terrible. They did Rhino so fucking dirty in that movie. Oh, it's unreal. so dirty, dude. I do think I will give it that. I do think that scene with the kid. I think that scene is really cute and wholesome. mm Hmm. But fucking Rhino, dude, they butchered that fucking character. Oh, yeah. I and, and I can see why, Andrew because I remember reading that after the second movie came out, Andrew Garfield was just furious with the whole fucking franchise, and I understand it, dude. They did him a disservice with those movies. Yeah, those movies are... The first one, I think, has a lot of, like, really good potential stuff that is like, mm-hmm. hampered by the need to, like... Uh, to well, one, I don't really think that the CGI holds up all that much, but like, I agree with you. I think that there's a knee. Uh, I almost uh, think the CGI in the Tobey Maguire films is better than the Andrew Garfield films. I think so too. And I don't get that at all. Uh, I, but, I remember seeing the second one in theaters with my mom when I was in high school. Oh, and I, I fucking hated it. Yeah. Yeah. I hated it every fucking minute of it. And did uh I, I, I don't want to go on a diatribe. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop myself. I that movie is so fucking bad. Like on on every fucking every level, level yeah. And it's like a bad you, movie. You get to the point where fucking uh uh oh my god, what's her name? Uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, when she dies and yeah. you're supposed to feel something and the entire time I was like why why do i fucking care like yeah why should i give a shit about this at all yeah it's just like i don't get it but uh, anyway i think that that was extremely uh, i get what they were trying to go for like that was an extremely emotional part for 
that specific iteration of Peter's character. Mm hmm. Because obviously in the first movie, you know, he promises her dad that he's going to keep her safe and then she fucking dies because of yeah. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So have you have you seen the deleted scene from that film of him supposed of him meeting his father at a graveyard after she dies? Uh, no, but that sounds so bad. It's that so bad. bad. It's so bad. It ruined that. Uh, I was like, there's a reason why this scene got deleted from the movie. <laughs> All right. Um, however, in Tom Holland's defense, uh, m the MCU does kind of rectify, uh, their, their Tony Stark daddy role. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I, so uh, the, the problem I have isn't necessarily that, uh, it's like Tony Stark and not uncle Ben because he, he plays the same role. Yeah. Like, I mean, w cause especially when you watch far from home, like the death of Tony affects Peter in this in mm -hmm. a very similar way to, to Uncle Ben's death. Yeah. So, like, th he's the stand-in there, and I, I don't have a problem with that, per se, but I I do have a problem with the fact that, like, like you said earlier, Spider-Man stories are about Spider-Man being alone and him learning to, like, overcome his own issues or whatever. Yeah, not having uh, somebody help him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where those movies are wrong for me. I agree. I I do think they're fun. Uh, I think they're really good. But honestly, I think they suffer from a lot of issues that the entire rest of the MCU has. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. It's like, I think that they might be my... Those two movies in particular are, are definitely within my top probably seven or so. Okay. Uh, MCU movies with with mm -hmm. Homecoming probably being in the top 3. Yeah. But they st and, and the reason that I like them more than some of the others is because I feel like they do kind of stand out, but like Far From Home specifically feels very much within the same vein of what the rest of the MCU is and like the MCU as a whole feels mm -hmm. very samey. Yeah. And and that's that's my my problem up until recently when they started doing like you know black panther felt like a very like distinctive vision in terms of like you know yeah had a, i agree it, it had a black voice you know what i mean mm -hmm. i i agree i have you. some very real problems with like the structure of the story and i like i think that the the story itself is very like boilerplate but not that good i mean it's just it's it's just the same superhero origin story yeah you know what i mean and, like, and it is it's, it's just the same but like it has a very distinct black voice behind it which i think is good i think that um uh oh my god i'm trying to think of the what what happened to the morbius movie uh i think that it got um postponed because of the of the rona okay because i remember seeing the trailer for that and i was disappointed that it was jared leto but i thought it looked cool uh yeah i think i think that movie looked uh fine like yeah um, it, it doesn't look great but it doesn't look bad yeah yeah it looks like it'll be in it, it looks like it'll be kind of what venom was it's not good but it's not bad mm, yeah yeah i feel you i feel you even though i will i will admit that i i did like venom much more than i initially thought that i would uh, uh, it's all right. <laughs> really? Yeah, I like uh, it. I I think it has potential, for sure. 
Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think the anti-hero thing is interesting. I think that's a super oh, interesting yeah, take. Yeah, for, but sure, for sure. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am at this point burned out on the MCU. Uh, yeah. No, I, f- I feel you. So the, so the thing I was going to say is like Thor Ragnarok is another one that feels different. And the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy movies feel like they're different. But everything yeah. else kind of feels like the same. And that's why I'm kind of burnt out, like to, to your point. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. burnt out on them because they're all just the same fucking movie. Like I don't feel like any of them, e- even like the ones that are like touting something different. Like with the exception of probably Black Panther, you know, like mm-hmm. Ant- Ant-Man was supposed to be like a comedy. So like... Not, it just kind of feels the same. Mm. Captain Marvel just felt the same. Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame was like a very fitting conclusion to the whole saga. And I think actually stands out uh, amongst the the quote unquote Avenger movies yeah. as doing something different. Like the whole first, I don't know, probably like 30 minutes of that movie where it's just them taking a look at the world after the snap is really fucking interesting mm-hmm. and then I it agree. just kind of goes back into the whole like this is a marvel movie <laughs> exa- exactly. exactly yeah yeah i, I hear you um but, yeah so with that being said what is your favorite marvel movie of uh, the mcu it's um uh, it, you, it it switches between the two but right now i'm gonna go uh captain america the winter soldier i i agree with you I think that movie. I think that movie is amazing. Like that is that is one of the ones that I think feels kind of different. It's it's a spy thriller. I mean, it's just yeah. It's like a it's it's literally a superhero movie and a political drama. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's fantastic because of that. It did it 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 still has the superhero tropes, but it also was like a breath of fresh air from every fucking MCU movie that's come before it, and honestly, fucking after it. I I think so too. Like people shit on me all the time when I say that I genuinely think Winter Soldier is a better movie than Endgame is. Oh, I I fucking wholeheartedly agree with that. I I think that Endgame, like you said, I think Endgame was a very fitting conclusion. Um, but <laughs> it suffers from every other fucking movie in the franchise. Mm-hmm. It suffers from the same shit that every fucking movie in the franchise does. But uh. With that being said, back back to, to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I almost <laughs> forgot we were even yeah. fucking talking about yeah. that and turned into a Marvel roast. Um, yeah, I got to say, I, I genuinely feel disappointed in myself that I've shit on the Tobey Maguire films for so long. Yeah, I'll still I, shit on the I've third one. I've been telling one. you, man. I've been telling you. Dude, the, hang on. Here's the thing about the third one. Bef- before you continue to shit on it, the third one still has more inventive stuff in it than... Both of the of the amazing uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, both of the amazing Spider-Mans. And I would I would maybe make a case that it is more inventive and has more interesting stuff than Far From Home. I don't know about that. Maybe like I. that's a reach. (laughs) That is like there. I, 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 the film suffered from the, the film suffered from them trying to do too much in one movie. Oh yes. Very much. Honestly. And the thing, the thing about three specifically is that, uh, they didn't want to do half the stuff that they did. No, they didn't like, um, have you seen the, have you, have you seen the leaked script that leaked a couple months ago for the fourth film? 
I never read it, but I saw that that, oh that boy. it had leaked. Oh boy. <laughs> it's so, like they took everything they did wrong in three and they amped that up by like ten. Mm. Yeah, it was not going to be a good film. So the the uh, the thing that um, I think really turned three astray was the producer uh, Avi Arad. He was, from my understanding, basically what it ha- what happened was. Sam Raimi came in and said, I want to do this story about Sandman and I want to kind of tie it into like how Sandman is basically a inverse of Peter Parker sort of thing. Like, and then Avi Arad comes in and is like, well, see, Sandman won't really sell toys and we mm-hmm. got to sell toys. So you got to put Venom in the movie. <laughs> and not yeah. only do you have to put Venom in the movie, but you also got to have like the Hobgoblin or, or you got to bring Green Goblin back or something like that. We got to sell toys. And then mm-hmm. like... Sam Raimi was like, I really don't want to do that. And he's like, well, you're con- contractually obligated to this third movie. You got to do what I tell you to do. So you yeah. got to put these people in the in the movie. Dude, the the script, the leaked script for the fourth film had like it had like Scorpion, Vulture, Rhino, and Black Cat in one fucking movie. That's a lot. That is a lot. And I was like, you can't do that. Please <laughs> stop it. I I will say. One of the things I like the most about all these different Spider-Man movies is every single one of them has brought a brand new villain to the table. Mm, Yeah. Like they didn't like the amazing Spider-Man had lizard. I I mean, it also had goblin, but we didn't, I don't want to talk about that interpretation. (laughs) It was fucking terrible. Um, it had electro, which was also really bad. Yeah. And that's not to say Jamie Lee Fox is a bad actor because he is not. But he was given a very shitty role. Yes, I in a very shitty film. I agree with that. I feel that way about a lot of act about most of the big actors in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, uh, duo, uh, like Emma Stone. Emma Stone is not a bad actor. I don't think oh, she's great, no, not at all. But I don't think she's bad either. I think she's pretty. She's very good at what she does. But I feel like everyone in that movie was held back by that movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like they weren't allowed to use their full acting chops. Which is sad, but um, yeah, I do like that every film brought a a new villain to the table. Um, so w- one last thought, and then we can move on for sure, because I feel like we've been on this for way too fucking oh, long. Yeah, we we got sidetracked with the MCU talk. But um, so how how do you feel about the leaks and rumors of the next Spider Man of the next Tom Holland film being a live action Spider Verse interpretation? Like, because there, there's leaks that Tobey Maguire has signed back on and Andrew Garfield has signed back on. Obviously, there's no proof, but there, with them recasting uh, Jamie Lee Fox as Electro, with that mm-hmm. being confirmed, I think that's definitely a possibility. So, how how do you feel about that idea? Uh, I'm not completely against it because I. And I'm pretty sure that Doctor Strange is supposed to make an appearance and Yeah, he's confirmed to be part of the film. Okay. And and that would be I think how they tie everything in mm-hmm. with his ability to, you know, see I mean his his next movie is called The In the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So like he's able to go through the multiverse, right? So I think that's how it will tie in. And I don't 
I don't think that that is really all that bad of an idea. My only concern is that Toby Maguire is kind of old at this point. Like mm-hmm. he is. Hang on, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, he's he's in his forties, right? Yeah. Yes, he's forty five. I don't. Well, know I mean, so can, are you, but uh, <laughs> right. So I, I mean, I guess you could still do it because technically, in into the Spider Verse, that version of of Peter is an older Peter, right? Mm-hmm. That that is kind of uh, Miles Morales's sort of like mentor. So I mean, you could you could probably do that mm-hmm. and, and make it work, but that's really that's really my concern is that uh, he's he's too old at this point to be in that same sort of you know whatever. But I agree with you. Uh, I I think the idea is good though because I do like I mean I genuinely love that original trilogy. I think that they're all great movies or good to great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for three. Uh, well, I'm including three. <laughs> uh, and I think that um, the first Amazing Spider-Man has a lot of really, really... Potential. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, got, a lot, it's of got a lot of good potential behind it, but it, it just it didn't... It didn't stick the landing. It was like making a really fancy jump and then breaking your neck at the end of it. Yep. So, oh God, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see for sure. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. I look forward to it. Uh, you know what I don't look forward to? Let me guess Black Friday because you work uh, retail. <laughs> you nailed it, sir. I was, I was actually telling someone, I, I might have been you. Uh, yeah, it was. It. Yeah. I, I've worked retails in some form or fashion since 2007. So, oh, almost 15 years I have worked retail. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck every bit of that, dude. <laughs> I worked in Hot Topic for six months and wanted to put a bullet in my mouth. So, I can only understand how 15 years. So, let me ask, have you worked for Target for 15 years? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Cause, yeah, because that's stupid. I remember you saying you used to be like a chef or a cook somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. I worked, I worked at Puma for. Uh, seven years. Uh, God, I can't imagine you trying to sell me shoes, dude. I I loved that job. That really, that's a whole nother story for another. Okay, time. but like, yeah, I genuinely loved working at Puma. Um, okay, I hated my boss at the end, but like, which is the entire reason that I left. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed Hot Topic for the most part. Believe it or not, mm, I mean. Th- they can be fun jobs. Oh, God, we're getting sidetracked again. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Black uh, Friday. Anyway, anyway, so every year around this time, it never fails that people crawl out of their beds after a long day of eating turkey, and they go out to do holiday shopping. Uh, whether or not this is <laughs> the ideal thing is not really debatable because people do it regardless. Mm. So in that spirit, we have decided, uh, well... Uh, not only in the spirit of that, but also in the spirit of being as obnoxious as possible. Uh, we That's what we do. Yeah, we decided we would feed into the horrible reality that is Black Friday. And we're going to run through some of the sales for the video games, give our feedback, and hopefully give you, the listener, something to think about uh, as you go into the holiday season. Um, so right here, I wrote down some of those standout sales that you talked about with me last mm-hmm. night. Um, 
I couldn't remember them all because I'm an idiot. But uh, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, the, these are the ones that really, uh, really stood out to us. Uh, yeah, I've got my list too. Okay, okay. Of so what Rogue I felt Squadron, like really stood out. Rogue Squadron is twenty bucks at Best Buy, um, where I think it's twenty four everywhere else, right? Uh, it's sixteen at GameStop. Oh, 16 at GameStop. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's even cheaper so. there. Um, Watch Dogs Legions is half off. Persona 5 Royale is $20, which is like 40 bucks off. Uh, which Eternal, is a, a, a fucking steal if you've uh, never played that game. To, if you if you not only equate time and quality and all that stuff, because like I know people are like, well, how long's the game? I shouldn't spend this much money on a... Like, or, shouldn't spend $60 on a game that's only 10 hours. Like, I think that's a bullshit argument, but uh, if you want your full time's worth of money, but also the full, like, quality, Persona 5 Royal is well worth the money. Oh, yeah. For 20 bucks, dude, ab- I paid $60 for it, like, a month ago, so... I think it's worth the 60 I do, too. Wholeheartedly. Um, Doom Eternal is 20 bucks, um, normally 60 and then the the three big uh, PlayStation exclusives of this year, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us Two are all thirty dollars. Um, mm, where where did you find Ghost of Tsushima for thirty? Uh, it should be on the PlayStation Store. Let me pull it back up and just double check. Really? Sure. Okay. Well, then I'll buy it off there because the cheapest I was able to find it was forty at GameStop. Oh, you know what? You're it is forty. Oh, $40. that's still honestly, that's still really good. And I'll still buy it for that price. Yeah. So absolutely. I don't know why I was thinking it was 30. I don't know. Because you're goofy. Yeah, that that is actually accurate. <laughs> uh, but even still, like, I mean, it's it's $40. It's only 10 bucks more than the other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. And it did technically only come out like, what, three months ago? Yeah. Whereas The Last of Us was like five months ago. So. Mm hmm. Anyway, uh, you said you had some other ones, right? Yeah, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses being only $30 at GameStop. Fucking jump on that. Yes. That is a phenomenal title for for $30. Um, And it's got, like, uh, at at the very least, you've got three different playthroughs that you can do. Oh, absolutely. And and the uh, one playthrough already is fucking long as hell. Yep. So... You're, you're definitely getting your 30 bucks worth. Um, another one that I thought was really good was if you haven't played them yet, I could say that I don't know what you're doing, but I'm in the same fucking boat as you, so I get it. Um, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and The Last of Us Part 1 are seemingly $10 everywhere, all yep. across the board at all major retailers, including the PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. So, uh, dude, 30 bucks for those three titles like that. That's worth it. That that's a fucking steal in its own. Um, Outer Worlds is going to be twenty dollars at GameStop. Which if you don't have an Xbox, uh, that's really fucking cool. Um, pretty much that only matters if you have a PlayStation. I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah. If you have a PC, you obviously probably more than likely aren't dumb and have Game Pass Ultimate. Um, whereas if you have an Xbox, you're also probably not dumb and have Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> so you. Play that and Doom Eternal for free. Uh, I don't think Doom Eternal has quite made it to Game Pass Ultimate. I think it's just regular Game Pass for now. Um, I think it's coming soon, though. They did promise it, it'll be before the end of 2020 that it'll be on Game Pass Ultimate as well. 
So mm-hmm. we'll see. But um, love it or hate it, dude, the Kingdom Hearts all in one package for $20 at Best Buy and GameStop. Is a very good deal. It's a very good fucking deal. Um, there's easily, easily a thousand hours of playtime, if not more. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there fucking has to be. Those games are stupidly fucking long. Uh, uh, well, maybe not a thousand. Maybe I'm overshooting it. I would, I would say roughly maybe six hundred. I would say six hundred is a better number because I know some of the DS, some of the DS titles and the PSP title really aren't that long. They're like maybe twenty, thirty hours. Yeah, but they're still. I mean, the overwhelming majority of those games mm-hmm. are, are like. 50 to 60 hours at least. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is easy 60 to 75 hours, I would say. Easy. So that's definitely worth it if you've never played them before. But also that only matters if you don't have an Xbox. Mm -hmm. So, because fun fact, all Kingdom Hearts titles are on Game Pass now. So yep, I'm mad about it (laughs) because I bought them on Xbox when the day they came out and I'm fucking mad about it. So, uh, what other one? Was there another one that I felt like really stand out? I actually legitimately think we just covered all the big ones. Uh, there's one about. that I, I didn't put down, but I should have. Uh, mm-hmm. Control Ultimate Edition, which is Control, the base game, uh, plus the two DLCs, plus the upgrade to next gen. Okay. Um, is on sale for 20 bucks. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, and control is one of my favorite games of last year. I, that game, if you've never played a remedy game, uh, including like max Payne or whatever, I think control is like the perfect jumping in point because it is a perfect summation of everything that that studio yeah. does correctly. Uh, word tight. I, 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 I've always wanted to play that game and I never didn't see that sale. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's. I might have to hop on that. It's a very, very, very good game. Hell yeah! Because I, I do plan on purchasing a PS5 this week if I can get my hands on one, and I have like a hundred and fifty dollar gift card to GameStop that I just haven't used yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna pick up Demon Souls. Okay. And so that means my PS5 is going to end up smashed in my driveway more than likely. <laughs> but, uh, that brand new $500 machine, yo. I definitely am going to take advantage of some of those $10 sales too and, and pick up some of those, some of those classics. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a fucking must for me right now, though. I, I physically feel an overwhelming urge to play that title. Uh, it's very, very good. Hell yeah. I might definitely. Honestly, dude, I might even trade in my 1X just to get extra money to buy some of this shit with. I'm not going to front. I mean, that's totally fair. Because I just, once I have this PS5, dude, I really don't see myself using my 1X all that often. Again, totally, totally fair. And Madison said something. She was like, are you sure you want to get rid of your Xbox? Like, do you know how much money you've spent digitally on that fucking console? (laughs) And I was like, it'll all still be on my account when I get a Series X, mm, you know? Uh, yeah, so yeah, for sure. It's. I was like, just because I trade in the console doesn't mean I fucking delete all my shit. Yeah, exactly. So out of your account. So yeah, and I, I have to keep Game Pass Ultimate anyway for my PC. So. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, did we mention Avengers earlier? Because Avengers is half off uh, <sighs> of like every edition. Is that a well, title I mean, well, people care about? Well, that. To some people, it is. 
<laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, another big thing. Uh, Nintendo has put some of their illustrious oh, first-party yeah. titles Good on call. sale for 40 bucks. Uh, and those being Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Super Mario Maker 2. Not going to lie, could not give a shit about those last two. But Wait, Link's Awakening is cool. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 and Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, I, I don't know, man. The The people who make Super Mario levels with Super Mario Maker, like, have you watched some of the... Oh, yes, I have, and they are They're insane. incredible. They are, like, yeah. I'm like, you guys should fucking work for Nintendo. You Honestly, guys build the next Mario game. You guys are doing better than they are. <laughs> Honestly, but no, I, I'm not going to lie. Is Mario Maker 2, I am interested in it, but dude, my Switch has been put on the back burner for like the last mm. two months. I have legitimately been taking my Switch to work every day with me for like the last two years, uh, pretty much since I've got one in 2018. And I'm not joking, even though it's been with me all day at work, I don't think my Switch has been turned on in like since the crown, since I finished the Crown Tundra. Really? Yeah, I haven't played anything on it. I have not touched it whatsoever. Damn, dude. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, it's just, I tried to play Pokemon Let's Go the other day because I was trying to do a playthrough of that. And uh, I just, I'm so fucking burnt out on Pokemon right now. It's unreal. Mm. I tried to do, I tried to finish my Let's Play of Shield and I just, I can't bring myself to do it, bro. I'm just burnt out on it right now. I mean, that's totally fair. So maybe I'll go back to it in a year. Maybe. I, who knows? Like, honestly, it's so bad that I've contemplated selling my Switch. I'm, like, oh. so burnt out on Nintendo. Damn. Mr. Nintendo guy over here. I'm just burnt out on everything that they're doing right now. Um, I'm not going to do that because I know that's the uh, that would be a stupid fucking decision. Mm. Um, I'm not going to sell either of my Switches. Uh, I've got the just normal V2, and then I have the Animal Crossing one. Yeah. Um, I don't plan on selling either one of them. I, I like I have some cool shit. Um, maybe I'll pick the switch back up when they uh, uh, port that first Fire Emblem game over. Maybe that'll get me light the fire under my butthole to turn that bitch on again. I'm serious, <laughs> dude. My switch has not even been turned on in three weeks. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, it's just I don't know, man. PlayStation. PlayStation has just got me hooked right now. Yeah. So fair enough. Trying to play through some of these games that came out this year. Uh, just couldn't give a fuck about Nintendo. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with it. I took the dock out of my living room, too, honestly. Mm, gotcha. Both of my docks are now set up in the game room, and I, I don't spend anywhere near as much time in here as I should. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. I think it's just my PS4 is more accessible to me. Mm-hmm. than yeah. usual because i don't come in here unless the kids are asleep well at least august because august crawls around and likes to yank things off my shelves and make oh, a fucking yeah, mess so sure. uh josie she's a little more chill she just kind of sits down um i don't think you you haven't been over here since i put the couch in here oh yeah no i haven't yeah i got a couch i got a couch in here now and it's super comfy um nice it's actually the couch from a vape bar, that vape shop I worked at. It's their couch. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yep. I took it. <laughs> they were. They said they were just going to throw it away. And I was like, bro, I got too many memories on this couch for you to throw this shit away. No, sir. So my buddy Sean, who also worked with me there, we loaded it up in his truck. And we, I was going to try to take both, but I did not have the room for both. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
So, yeah, I, Nintendo, you're dropping the ball. Step it up. Get on PlayStation's level. I I think I'm turning into a PlayStation fanboy this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just loving everything that they're doing right now, honestly. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. So uh, part of the thing that I think we wanted to do with this as like sort of a like buyer's guide, uh, I mean, are there things that stand out to you that like I I don't want to speak for the people who are like the hardest of the hardcore because they yeah. know what they're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is more for the more casual gamer. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. those people and like and like the parents. What like what are some that you think that stand out um, good things to pick up? I definitely think even though it's it's only twenty dollars off, I definitely think if you haven't had the chance to play it yet, Ghost of Tsushima is a very standout title I, as far as these Black Friday sales go. And I'm saying that and I haven't even played it yet. Um yeah. it's just from what I've seen I've seen videos of that game running on the PS five and I didn't think that game could look any better. Mm, and yeah. then they run it on the PS five and it looks fucking incredible. Um I'm gonna. I have to be biased and say that Outer Worlds is a really good deal for twenty bucks. Uh, Outer Worlds is a good deal at almost any price. Just because, I mean, that's literally the developer that made my favorite video game of all time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, might be a little biased in that. In that, but uh, and do have you ever played Outer Worlds on PC? Uh, I haven't played it on PC yet. Oh my god, it's so good on PC. With it, with an SSD, like I, I that's where I kind of notice the difference between a standard hard drive and an SSD. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not joking, you Outer Worlds load times on my PC are less than five seconds. Oh, that's fucking nuts! Like it literally, like it, it's the loading times are so quick that the full load, like load screen menu, like the little visual that it shows you, uh-huh. it's so quick that that does not have time to load up properly. Hmm. And I, that's incredible. But if if you got twenty bucks to spend and don't know what the fuck to spend it on, buy buy Outer Worlds. If you have a PS4 or five, yeah. Oh god, dude, that game's gonna look so good on PS5. <laughs> oh, so uh, I, I think that Fire Emblem is is a very niche game in terms mm-hmm. of its fan base, like. The fan base, I think, is very small, but very, very vocal about how much they love it. And I would oh, love to see Oh, yeah, they're vocal. Yeah, oh. I, I would love to see it gain a bigger following than it does, because I genuinely think that the last three games that have been released with Three Houses, mm-hmm. um, uh, Awakening, and the, the other 3DS title that I can't remember the name of at the moment, mm. uh, I think all three of them have been good to excellent. Uh, and I think that Three Houses might actually be the best Fire Emblem game. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people sleep on it because it is a niche title. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but also, I, I really think that like if you're a parent out there and, and are looking for something good, if you are going to buy a Switch, I think one of the first things that you should do is get Splatoon uh, because it is really a great... Really? I, I really think that Splatoon is a lot of fun and it is the perfect thing for like, if you don't want to introduce your kids to like, like 
Call of Duty level of violence. You know what I mean? Yeah, you give them I feel Splatoon, that tune. And it's like it's a cute little shooter that still has that violent tendency to it. But it's like cartoon violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of bullets, you're shooting paint. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. OK, I understand where you're coming from with that. I'm personally not a huge fan of Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think that has a lot more to do with Nintendo servers than anything. Oh, yeah. That is the one downside to any sort of Nintendo game. If you're Mm -hmm. buying it for multiplayer purposes, maybe don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Dude, you better have a fiber connection, hardwire, (laughs) that fucking dock. That's all I'm going to say, because otherwise you ain't getting shit. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I... in terms of other things that really stand out to me, I, I really think control. I like. I mm-hmm. really think people slip on that game, and I, I really think it's excellent. And I think that people should uh, should look into that. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Rogue Squadrons being on sale. Like, yeah, nothing but really great ga- things about that game, and I would not have expected it to be half off already. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I might pick that up on PC. Yeah, I mean... I feel like that, that game... I have heard that that game plays better on PC than it does anything. I, I've heard the same thing. Just just immersion-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, one that... Another one that really stands out to me is going to be another PlayStation exclusive, uh, and that is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. I think uh, for... Where is it at? Uh, the cheapest place that I found it is Target is going to have it for 25 Okay. And I think that's a fucking steal considering I paid 60 for it like a month ago. But, you know, I'm not mad or anything. Um, be mad. Get glad. But, yeah, that, I think that's really cool. Um, luckily, even if I sell my PS... If I get a PS5 and sell my PS4 to David, I'm actually still keeping... Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy 7 because he doesn't want to play them. The only thing I have physically he wants is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I luckily I don't have to buy those again. Yeah. But uh, what's another one? I, I think The Last of Us Part 1 for regardless of how you feel about The Last of Us Part 2. I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to recommend the the last thing that I was going to say is if you don't own playstation plus already you need to get playstation Plus because it will also be on sale how much did you say for uh it's 45 dollars for a year okay so 45 bucks for a year it's usually 60 for a year yeah and then monthly it's not like it's what uh ten dollars a month i think yeah it's ten dollars a month and then for a three-month subscription it's 20 okay but as opposed to what is it normally 30 uh i think 25 Okay, so five dollars off, but that's still cool. Yeah, so, so. Um, I I would recommend picking that up if you're not not only if you're getting a PS4 because I think it has a lot of uh, extra value to it, but like if you got a PS5, the PlayStation Plus is coming with the PlayStation Plus collection or whatever the hell they're calling it, which mm-hmm. is coming with Uncharted Four. It's coming with The Last of Us Remastered. It's coming with God of War. It's coming with um, God, I don't even remember. It's like all of these really. So, big so what's that? What's that system called? The what? Uh, so what is what is it that comes with PlayStation Plus on PS Five? Uh, with the PlayStation Plus, it's called like the the PlayStation. 
plus collection. Yeah, that's what it's called. I'm looking at it right now. So here's my thing with that. Are those... Do you stream those games like you do in PlayStation now? Uh, no. 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 Are you, they are yours to download and play. Okay. So I don't have to buy God of War or The Last of Us Part 1 then if I yeah. manage to. Okay. okay. I mean, it, they're they're worth it if you're, if you're going to... Um, get them for 10 bucks. I think they're well worth the 10 bucks, but like if you're getting a PS five, which is, you know, four to $500. And yeah. I mean, the coronavirus, the pandemic stuff has really ravaged Fuck the economy. And so like, you might not have enough, but for like one game and your one game might be Call of duty, but I would wholeheartedly, recommend getting PlayStation Plus because then you get access to one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the list right now. Like 14 games. And they're all I mean, I haven't played The Last Guardian, so I won't count it. Uh but I've played all of the rest of these games and I can vouch that they're all really great games. Mm -hmm. I I really wanted to play Detroit Detroit Become Human. It's uh, it's the best Quantic Dream game for sure. You know, there's a uh, you know there's a Gundam reference in Detroit Become Human. I did not. Supposedly, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed that it's a Gundam reference, but uh, uh if you look at a map or a globe, uh, I think I think there's like a sequence. There's like a an area that there's like a map, like a map of the world or whatever. Uh -huh. If you look on that map, Australia is not there. Ah, uh, that's. And apparently, according to Reddit, that's actually a Gundam reference because in the original Gundam, like Universal Century timeline, uh -huh. uh, the Principality of Zeon uh, drops a uh, colony and it pretty much nukes Australia, like the whole continent. So apparently, I don't know if that's true or not, that it, it is for confirmed to be a Gundam reference, but according to Reddit, it is. Yeah, well... It is Reddit you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's still cool, though. It's still cool to draw that correlation between, like, a... What would you what would you describe Detroit Become Human? Like, a cyberpunk almost kind of thing? Uh, yeah. S some, yeah. I okay. Mean, yeah. I've never played it, I, and I've never watched any... I've never watched anything about it, um, so that'd be cool to pick up. Yeah, I'll, Honestly, I'm being real, you just talked me into definitely picking up PlayStation Plus if I can get a PS5. Oh, I... I Again, I think it's worth it even on, the, like, a PS4 because you get the free games every month. Mm -hmm. You get the access to the, uh, the online servers. You get access to cloud saves. Like, there are a bunch of things that make PlayStation Plus totally worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I, dude, I'm looking at it. Uh, they even have, like... Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, mm -hmm. Fallout 4, which isn't good, but, I mean, that's a, another thing. Yeah. Persona 5 is even a part of that. Yeah, yeah. The, I, it's not royal, obviously, but, like, mm -hmm. you get the original Persona. Monster Hunter World. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and Infamous Second Son, that's another PlayStation exclusive that I have yet to touch. It, it's very good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, I've heard it's very, like, you either like it or you don't. 
uh, I don't understand the people who don't like it, to be honest with you. Like, really? I, I understand if you were a fan of the first infamous games and you feel like it's different because it is different, but like different isn't bad necessarily. Okay. Well, shit. I fucking hyped now, bro. Yeah. If I can get a PS5, I'm playing the fuck out of some of those. Obviously not at once because I can't afford an external memory system. <laughs> yeah, that and the the PS5 is only coming with what is it? Like it's only it's only 650 actual gigabits that you can yeah. use. The other uh, like two hundred is taken up by like system by like uh, system necessities and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So which is fucking stupid, but whatever. That's another thing. Is what it is. So cool. Well, um, why don't we move over to what we've been playing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I talked a little bit on the last podcast with Dylan about. A uh, little uh, indie game called Iconfell. I've played a little bit more of that. Um, I genuinely don't have much more to say about it other than it's still just as charming. Um, I think that the little battle mechanic where it, it's kind of like the rhythm game uh, mm-hmm. is getting a little tiresome for me. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, uh, it is a interesting change to the formula of tactical RPGs. So, uh, I mean, it's welcome, uh, but it is, it it is kind of getting a little bit on my nerves. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think I read somewhere that there's an option where you can turn it on or, or like turn it off Mm -hmm. uh, to where it just kind of does it automatically. And I might do that because it is, uh, one of those things that has like, I like the more tactical approach. Like I, the reason that I like Fire Emblem so much is that like I like being able to move my troops around and like do what I need to do with them and like plan out my attacks. Yeah. And like Iconfell's like core combat is built around that same mechanic, but the added thing of like adding a rhythm component to the attacks themselves kind of like is I'm just like ugh. You know. Yeah. But the um I understand the, that. The story and the characters are still super charming. I still am like in love with the music. I think the music in this game is fucking fantastic, and I will oh, be yeah. gunning for it for sure when we get to our game of the year uh, episodes. Um, Doom yeah. Eternal best score. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why don't you tell me about uh, Call of Duty Cold War or Cold? Oh, God. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. There's not really much to say about it because it's a COD game. Um, (laughs) I don't play campaign in COD games. I'm going to be honest. I don't play campaign in any first-person shooter except Halo and Doom. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just kind of how I am. I just don't really give a fuck about them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a hot take. Treyarch does COD better. Uh, I I like Cold War more than I like Modern Warfare. Uh, I'm gonna give you. Oh, oh, so you're you've only played the multiplayer? 
right? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't I can't speak for campaign because I don't play them. Okay. I like uh, actively choose not to play them. I'm not a hundred percent sure where the development duties lie because Raven has been a support team for these games. Mm-hmm. For a very, very long time. Yeah. And they're getting top billing on this game. So I'm assuming that they were brought in because originally, I I don't know if you kept up with Call of Duty, but originally. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I just play them when they come out. Okay. Honestly, (laughs) like that's just mindless multiplayer for me. Gotcha. Yeah. So no, not particularly. So the, so the first Call of Duty and then going into Call of Duty 2, both of those games were developed by Infinity Ward. Mm-hmm. And then they brought on a second, or I don't know that they brought on so much as like another team came in and was like, I want to make a Call of Duty game too. Um, and Treyarch was that team. And they came in and made like a sort of like a 2.5 with, uh, what was it called? Big Red 1, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and then it, with Call of Duty 3, became like a two-team thing where Infinity Ward would take one and then Treyarch would take one. And yeah. it's kind of that way all the way up until, if, if I remember correctly, uh, the first three-team structure with Sledgehammer coming in was at the beginning of last generation so Mm -hmm. it began with ghost or like it ended with black ops 2 that was the last one on the 360 and then it went to ghost which was infinity ward and then it was advanced warfare which was sledgehammer and they traded off like that for a whole nother cycle with uh what was it after ghost was uh black ops 3 yeah was was advanced warfare then it was black ops 3 and then it went to in infinite warfare and then it went to uh what was it world war ii world war ii and then it was and black then ops black 4. ops 4 yeah and then so it came back around <coughs> and it was modern warfare and then this year was supposed to be sledgehammer's game but at some point they were taken off the development and the the reins were handed over to raven and Treyarch. so uh that was a very long way of me saying that raven is getting top billing in this game and i think it's because of the campaign and Treyarch kind of came in to help with the multiplayer. Um, So with that, with, with all of that said, I I don't think that that's necessarily a hot take back in the day. It definitely fucking would have been because modern warfare one and modern warfare two, their multiplayers were significantly better than almost anything that, uh, Treyarch had done at the, yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Um, but you're, I genuinely think that you're doing yourself a disservice by not playing the, at at the very least, the last two campaigns I think have been really, really solid. Yeah. I've heard that people yell at me all the fucking time that I haven't played it yet, but I just, it's first person shooters, man. Like, no, I get it. I get it. I, mean, I just it's, don't care it's about them. Call of Duty. Like, yeah. you know what you're getting. You're getting yeah. fucking high budget action movie. I get it. Um, if if you want me to turn your stomach upside down for a second, uh, God. the last COD campaign I've played was Ghost. Jesus. Here's a worse fact. 
sir. It's the only COD campaign I've ever played. Oh, God. Ghost. killing me. <laughs> That's like one of the worst ones. No, okay, I take that back. I did play Black Ops 2. Oh, God, that one's bad, too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just first-person shooters, man. I just I don't give a fuck about them in the slightest. It's Honestly, I wouldn't be playing Cold War if the homie I game share with on PS4 didn't buy it. I wouldn't be playing it. I wouldn't have fucking spent money on it. It's just not something I fucking care about. Um, also, did you see if you have PlayStation Plus this month, you get Hollow Knight? That's cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're getting Hollow Knight and uh, Shadow of War. Yep. And Bug Snacks if you have a and, PS5. Yeah, you're actually getting Bug Snacks all the way up through G, like the middle of January, I think. Yeah, why am I so excited for Bug Snacks? I, because you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> because I'm a child? Uh, I'm going to go with weirdo. It's Pokemon Snap, bro. It's it Pokemon Snap with candy and little fucking bugs. That's what it is. Feed the animals and then they become the things that they eat. It's fucking weird, man. And it's cute. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> like it's like a little walrus guy who's like, here, feed this strawberry a strawberry. And look, now it's a strawberry. Yeah. Like, uh, what? You actually, you have it from 11-12 all the way to January 4th. So. Oh, okay. You got a long so time. You got a, you got a good long time to snag yourself a PS5. I've God, already, can you, can you uh, imagine that that is one of the f- flagships for the PS5 right now? Is strange, man. You download bug snacks, bro. Here, have this worm eat a watermelon. Now it's a watermelon <laughs> worm. Like, what the it's fuck like, are oh, you talking about? What does Xbox have? Nothing. What does PlayStation have? Bug oh, snacks. We got Miles Morales and bug snacks. <laughs> it's cool, right, guys? So I, I'm I'm low key genuinely excited to play Bug Snacks. Yeah, I think it's cute. It'll be something me that cute that me and Josie can sit there and do. That's fair. Yeah, you do. So have kids. Um, I'm excited to play Astro World too, dude. Everyone I know that's like, dude, I know this is meant to be a tech if, demo, but it's fun. If you like uh, are like big into PlayStation history, apparently it's super cool because there are so many like little Easter eggs. Yeah, I've heard that PlayStation pop culture and stuff. Did you also know that the the logo, like the PlayStation logo on the PS2 can turn? I didn't know that. Uh, I've never tried, but... It can. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. The What is the old NBC thing? The more you know. The little star. Do, do you remember reading Rainbow, or are you too old for that? Uh, I'm a little bit old for that. Mm, dude, I loved reading Rainbow. It had the dude from Star Trek. Uh, I'm glad that that's what you know him from. <laughs> All right, I know him so. from Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm not a Star Trek fan. Um, <laughs> so I also have been playing Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that my Series X is here, I wanted to play it again and see what the hype was about. Because I remember you telling me that you'd like the game initially. Mm-hmm. I did and initially, yeah. In in the discords that I'm in, uh, there are several guys who are like, "This game is really good. You should, you know, give it a shot or whatever." Um, and I remember playing it on my One S and thinking, "Dude, this looks like shit. It plays like shit. Like I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna wait." 
I know that some of those uh, issues got alleviated with like patches and stuff like that, but I will say this. I do think that it looks extraordinarily better on my Series X than it did on my really? 1S. Okay. So the the visuals have definitely made me... like. There are still some things with the textures where I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. I, maybe this was like a, a coding error or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, some of the textures still look muddy as fuck. Yeah, that's but. Fair. I think that it looks significantly better and that's not uh, hampering my experience like it was on the uh the 1S. Yeah. Um I ha- I've gotten through the little like series of levels where you first meet Hulk as Kamala. Mhm. Um and I'm just past that. Uh and the story is still not gripping me, which is super weird considering that like Crystal Dynamics first two Tomb Raider games I was like immersed in like full fucking force yeah uh, and this one is just kind of like I, 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 I don't really know what to say like I'm just it's I'm not into it the characters specifically Kamala I think I like or at the very least, like I like her personality, and the 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 actress who's portraying her, like yeah. I like her performance. But I kind of feel like all the characters are just bland, and like I don't really care about like anything that's going on. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, glad that somebody likes Kamala. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to continue to play it. I think that the I th- I think that the gameplay is fine. It is what it is. Yeah. Um it's average at best. Yeah, like I, uh, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's I, I okay. want to at least get through the story so I can get to the end game stuff and see how I like it because apparently like it rips almost the entirety of its end game stuff from Destiny and I think Destiny's got one of the most uh, addictive mm-hmm. gameplay loops. Of any of those like live service games, probably the most addictive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. Uh, it's not going to make it very far on our game of the year episodes. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. No, it will not. Uh, but apparently, not. something that will be uh, is Miles Morales, which you've been playing. So tell me, oh, Miles Morales. So as of what was it yesterday? I have 100%ed Miles Morales. Ooh, nice. Um, it took me roughly maybe, I would say, 20 to 22 hours to 100% the base game. Um, oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't played New Game Plus yet because I was waiting to see if I was able to snag a PS5 from Walmart tomorrow before I do. Uh-huh. Um, because I would like to try New Game Plus out on the new technology. So technically... <laughs> Technically, I haven't 100% completed it because there are um, basically you have four gadgets and each one has four upgrade slots. Um, You cannot purchase the last upgrade slot on each gadget until you play New Game Plus. Um, And there's also three skills in the skill tree that you cannot purchase until you've played New Game Plus. 
Um, and the very last suit in the game is actually unobtainable until you play New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. So technically, according to the game, I have 100%ed the first playthrough. Okay. Um, in order to 100% platinum the game, I still need to do some ridiculously obnox- obnoxious challenges. Uh, and dude, yeah, I think one of the trophies for PlayStation for PlayStation um, is like web or wall take down 200 enemies or something. Mm. Um, very tedious. Uh, but so I I'm I'm holding off. But what I can say so far, and I don't want to spoil the game for you because I know you're kind of holding off to see if you can get a PS5 before you try it out. Yes. Um, without spoiling anything, this game does a fantastic fucking job at... Yeah, Of course, it's like the first one and you feel like Spider-Man. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. This game did everything right that the first one did while improving the very, very, very minor issues I had with the first game. Mm. Um, Miles has so much more... I'm not going to say more, but so much different of a personality when it comes to web swinging and even the combat that Peter does. And he he feels like a different character. It doesn't just feel like you're playing as a reskinned Peter Parker. Like, he feels genuinely like his own character in this universe. And I, I think Insomniac did an incredible job building that fan foundation on that. Um, yeah. Also, this game is wholesome as fuck, sir. The, You're it, all about that kitty cat. Oh, dude! Oh, god, the fucking cat, dude! That was the greatest thing. And honestly, ten out of ten, game of the centuries for the cat suit. <laughs> um, but and and even that mission, the the first story mission where you're introduced to that cat. Um, you you meet the guy who owns this kind of c- convenience store on the corner, and Spider-Man says, hey, like, I saw you were robbed. Like, what happened? Can you tell me who robbed you? And the owner of the store was like, is just kind of like, God, like, couldn't the real Spider-Man answer my call for help? Like, why does it have to be this new kid that nobody cares about? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And so it, it kind of hit Miles that he realizes that he's trying to be Spider-Man, but he's also still living in Peter's shadow at the same time. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with the main story. There's, there's a sequence where his friend Genki is talking to him and he's like, look, like every time you mention Spider-Man, you're talking about the other guy. But he was like, you, like you are Spider-Man. Like this is you now. Yeah. So you need to go out there and you need to be your own. And that's really what the game was about was miles finding his way uh, under the mask mm. and I'm not going to spoil the ending or anything. I'm not going to spoil any major plot details, but pretty much, uh, by the end of the game, uh, the people in Harlem, which is the main neighborhood part of the map that miles lives in and helps people at, uh, the people in Harlem are asked who that Spider-Man is. And one of the citizens is just kind of like, Oh, well, like that's our Spider-Man. Like he is our neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay. And it was it was just so fucking wholesome. Um also, have you have you seen uh the screen that comes up after you watch the credits? Have you uh, seen the tribute that comes up? No. Oh boy, I'm gonna let you see that on your own. Oh. Because it literally had me in tears on my couch. I was so like 
I did not expect it at all. Um, there, there's a really cool, like you know how Stan Lee had the cameo in the first game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Outside of that diner in Miles Morales, there's now actually just a statue of Stan Lee. Oh, that's cool. And I think that that was really cool. Um, there's also even a street. Uh, there's a street in the game that if you look at the street sign, it's called Bozeman Way. Oh. And I think that that's really cool. Um, there's there's a Black Lives Matter uh, mural that you can see. That's honestly, if you like swing past it and you don't see it, you're fucking blind because it's huge. Um, and I think that that's really cool. A lot of people are upset at Miles because they feel like that Insomniac put politics into the game, which I wholeheartedly fucking disagree that Black Lives Matter is even a political thing in the first place. But that's a completely different topic for a completely different kind of show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see and I, I really don't want this to sound the way that I feel like it sounds because I feel like it might almost sound I don't know I don't know how this is going to sound but I am very happy to see my friends of color have this game if that makes sense yeah I'm very happy that Miles Morales came out at the time that it did Um, I love that they put a Black Lives Matter uh, mural in the game I think that that was fantastic I think that was something that needed to happen and they're, they're, they did a really good job at bringing diversity into the game. Um, like, at, there's a scene where as Miles is, like, walking down the street, he meets this artist, and she's just kind of painting... She's kind of painting a mural of Peter's Spider-Man on the side of the wall, and uh, Miles tries to talk to her, and she doesn't answer. And Miles is like, okay, well, you know, maybe she's just listening to music. And she turns around, and she starts signing to him. Like, she's deaf. And I thought that that was really cool, because she is eventually... She's not really a major character, but she is at the same time. And I, I, I just think I think they're doing a really good job at representation. And I think that's that's a part of what makes the game so wholesome. Mm-hmm. But I that game is a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, it's incredibly short, but I I I'm, I'm I don't know why the game is as short as it is, but I'm imagining it's because it was it was a cross generation title. Uh, maybe that's why, maybe it was just time constraints. Maybe it was, you know, a million other factors, but, um, the game is short story is the story is roughly about 10 hours, I would say. And then if you want to do all the side missions and shit, I'd say you're looking at 15 hours. And then if you want a 100% of playthrough, I'd say you're looking at 20 to 22. So it's got some play to it. Is it worth $50 for just the PS4? I'm going to be honest, I don't think so. I think $50 is a lot for that. However, take into consideration that if you purchase the game digitally, if you get a PS5, it will automatically upgrade to the PS5 version, and it will even give you an offer to pay $20 to receive the ultimate upgrade so you receive Spider-Man Remastered. Mm-hmm. And I do think, I personally feel like $70 for both Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remaster are a good deal. I feel like that's worth the money to me. Mm-hmm. But that could also just be biased at how I, I actually enjoy those games. Um, I think I even texted it to you guys. I don't think I've said it on an episode of the podcast, but I genuinely regret not putting the first Spider-Man game in my top five in the first episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember you saying that. I genuinely regret that. I feel like that game is probably three or four number and slot three or four. Hmm, damn. I just I don't know, man. I think Insomniac is just killing it. And I think that it's not even that they make the good games. It's it's how attentive they are to their fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they don't have they're releasing an update on the PS4 version of Spider-Man on Thanksgiving to add the new suits that were included in the remaster. And like they didn't have to fucking do that. Yeah, no, not at all. Also, the whole thing with Peter's face, I shat on it before and it grew on me. I like it more now. It grows know. on you. I don't know. I'm still not very. No, I get it, dude. I wasn't either until I played it, until I played Miles Morales. It kind of grows on you. I'm not going to lie. Even though you really don't see him that much, you see him at the beginning of the game and you see him at the very fucking end. Mm. But uh, from I have heard that people playing the remaster, it does grow on you after a while. And apparently the only reason why they changed the face was because the original actor wanted more money. Yeah, that's that's what I I I kind of fucking knew that that was the situation. Uh, yeah. considering how fucking crazy well it sold, but he just wanted more money, but I don't know, dude, I think it's fine. I think he does look like an off brand Tom Holland, but I, I like them both for different reasons. I guess the, the newer face model kind of reminds me of that young Peter Parker that he's really supposed to be. Cause I mean, he's only like 22 or 23 in the first game. So he, he's not that old. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like I remember reading he's only 22 or 23 in the first game. Um, I, I think he had been doing it for like five years or something like that. Which He'd been doing it for eight years eight, as, yeah, at that's the time was, the first game years, came. Which would sound about right because 15, yeah. he's in high school. Yeah, I mean, that's... that. that but um, I do, I do also like the original model for the reason that I feel like that's what a 23-year-old Peter Parker dealing with the stuff he deals with would look like. You know, just the kind of like he looks older than he is because he's he deals with a lot and stressed out and probably doesn't get enough sleep or a good diet. Yeah. So I like them for different reasons, but definitely just give the new Peter a shot. It might grow on you. It, it's somewhat grown on me. I have to kind of reserve that until I play the remaster. Which will either be next week or two years from now. So we'll see. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Um, well, that's what we've been playing. Uh, I wrote down a uh, interesting bit of news before we get to our picks of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so in an interview with, uh, who was it? What was the, uh, the TASS, I think. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, TASS is the website. So I assume this is the uh, the publication who he was being interviewed by. Mm-hmm. In the interview, they uh, asked him, you know, one week after the launch in select markets, how are sales going? And this is his exact quote. Everything is sold. Absolutely everything is sold. And... Uh, this part is not relevant, okay. but he said, and everything will be sold in Russia. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but he he said, I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product. And now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time on trying to increase supply to meet that demand. 
So, um, here's why I thought that that was relevant. One, uh, I'm pretty sure that the same stories have been coming out about the, uh, the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. And, um, or well, not the same stories have been coming out, but I'm pretty sure that that's the same exact uh, thing with the Xbox Series X that like all of the consoles are sold out. I, I'm yeah. sure that they're actually <clears throat> trying to manufacture more, but I'm pretty sure that like everything that they've pushed to stores and stuff like that, everything is sold to retailers to to sell to customers. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, with that said. I'm genuinely unsure why these executives in these positions, this isn't a Sony thing specifically. It's just that this was in the news. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to, uh, you know, this was the interview given. It was not like if Phil Spencer had been giving an interview and said the same exact thing, I would still be talking about it regardless of it's Xbox or not. It just so happens to be PlayStation. I don't know what the fuck these executives were were doing when they were hyping up these consoles and they were like, you got to get these consoles. They're going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Knowing what they knew with the pandemic. Like, I, I'm sure that it, at a certain point, like, it's hard for you to kind of, like, slow down the machine that you've kind of, like... It, it, like it's it's hard to 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 turn a boat right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to get a boat turned all the way around and going in the right direction um yeah, it ta- it takes time but like these motherfuckers knew that lockdowns and stuff like that were coming in march and april this is the same thing i had with with cyberpunk at a certain point in the year you were seeing that things weren't changing. You're still yeah. working from home. You're still having com- supply constraints. You're still seeing all this stuff. So why are you still hyping up consoles that you can't fucking sell to anyone? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand what the strategy here is. Yeah. Like, I I understand that you want to sell as much as possible, but like, dude, push it back another year then. Or, or you don't even have to push it back a year, but just, uh, fucking Nintendo proved that you could launch it in fucking March. They launched theirs in March of 2017, and the thing sold like gangbusters, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you did not have to launch this console this year in November. Yeah. Same thing goes for the Xbox. I like, I got one, and I'm I'm happy with it. I think it's a great little console. Uh, but I just don't get at, like <laughs> yeah you, you have like you increased demand to the point that it was like oh shit like we're not going to be able to meet the demand because we're having issues with su- supply constraints like we can't get all the components we need like so then what the fuck are you doing still fucking trying to cr- increase demand mm-hmm. what is wrong with you if like well, i don't understand what the fucking plan is here no, these I, consoles I, I like they should. I don't think have anyone delayed. does. Yeah, they, like they just should have. They should have been delayed into next year once we had the pandemic taken care of. With like whether it be like the 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 vaccine or whether it has been like through lockdowns or or whatever the case may be, we should have gotten through the pandemic so that then we weren't worried about supplies. We weren't worried about 
fucking um, like the components needed. We weren't worried about trying to sell to people when they don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. We should have fucking. Well, not we, because we're not in control of that stuff, but like they should have delayed these consoles. I think just period. And I, I think it's yeah, I think it's really responsible for them to uh, like I, again, like I'm I, I feel like it, I'm a hypocrite because I got a Series X, you know what I mean? Like I feel kind of mm-hmm. like a hypocrite, but it's like dude, if No, you, not at all. If you could not have sold this to a mass audience the way that you wanted to, then why the fuck did you do it? Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And then on top of that, like you have to deal with like attrition with the scalpers every fucking time that a new thing comes out. But like, bro, you knew that supplies were going to be constrained and you still like, there are thousands of PS fives sitting on eBay that people are going to pay like double for. If not more, dude, not I saw, more. I saw one go on eBay for three grand the other day. And that's just, that's f- like mind numbing. That's Sony's fault. Yeah. It's just, I wholeheartedly that is agree Sony's with Sony's fucking fault. Like you can, well, it's not their fault that like, you know, people bought them and they're scalping them. Like, but it is, it is yeah. because they released it into this specific market when they could have waited. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with you. I I completely understand that. Um, I think due to what Walmart has been kind of dropping over the last couple of days and what they've been saying, um, I'm not going to lie. I think that some of these uh, retailers have have more stock of each than what we think that they do. Um, I think they're I think. Personally, to me, I think the reason why they're dropping them the way they're dropping them is to maximize profit and maximize who's buying them. Um, I definitely think that there's more of this stock sitting around in Walmart warehouses, Target warehouses, and GameStop warehouses than we think there are. Because it's like what Walmart said. Walmart has literally basically come out and said that there is, they will have enough stock tomorrow for even bots included – to have it up on the website for at a minimum of 30 minutes. But I also think it's fucking ridiculous that they have to specify that in the fucking first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless or not, I agree with you. They should have been pushed back to at, at a minimum of maybe March or April of next year. Because like you said, Nintendo has proven that can be done and it works. They have hands down show that that shown that that can be done and it works. Um, at the same time, I, I'm still going to buy one. I'm still going to go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm still no, going to fucking I, I, try I, for it. I feel like a, a fucking hypocrite because I got my hands on a Series X. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just don't understand. Oh, fuck, dude. I didn't know they made pops for the Spider-Man game. Fuck me. I'm about to buy those. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I have a problem. Um, ask, a total side note. Uh Ask Madison what it was like when I was pop collecting, and she'll tell you that she wanted to leave me. <laughs> I'm not joking you. I went into a store that was a secondhand pop store um, mm. where they sold like big exclusives that are hard to find. Take a wild guess as to how much money I spent before I walked out of that. Oh door. God, I don't. Oh, I don't know. I I'm s- throw a, throw a number out. Uh, a hundred dollars. 
more. Oh my god. You want to know? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> I spent 600 hours before I walked out god of that store. Damn it, dude. Yeah, I spent 600 hours before I walked out of that store. You're However, please person. understand I am not a piece of shit. My child, my single child at the time was fed and my bills were paid. I had a lot of money back then, much more than I do now. <laughs> but uh yeah. uh yeah, 6 600 hours. I I bought every Dragon Ball exclusive that existed up until that point. So, I mean, fair yeah, enough. I did that. And then I sold them, and I, I literally made more than that back, so it was cool. But uh, and back to PlayStation 5. Um, so trust me, uh, by, by saying that I was a very heavy pop collector and pop hunter, I understand the bots and scalping, and I fucking get it. Um, but like you said, Sony has no one to blame but them fucking selves. Yep. Um, I... I also think it's not only that I blame the people on YouTube. Uh, I blame the people on YouTube who are posting tutorials on how to do it and how to how to make sure you you how to how to make sure that you've secured ten plus PS fives for yourself. Um, I do blame those motherfuckers too. I also I also blame the fucking websites for not having protection against that shit in the fucking mm-hmm. first place. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, which again, going back to Walmart, according to Walmart, there will be bot protection up tomorrow. According to Walmart's own words, uh, bots will be unable to purchase that stock tomorrow. Um, I, I've talked to a couple buddies about that who have pretty much said that I, they, you know, honestly, Walmart can say that all they want to, but it's physically impossible to stop that. Um, there's somebody who has the skills and has the know-how that's going to find their way around that. Um, apparently it's something in like the coding of the website because so all the PS fives that Walmart is releasing tomorrow are only going to have the option of store pickup. They are not going to have the option to ship it to your house. It is Mm -hmm. just going to be store pickup. And apparently because of that, uh, something about the way that works with having to choose a store and having to see which stores near you have the stock for your, for your order. Um, apparently that, that alone makes it unable for bots to purchase. Mm. Um, I don't really know how I don't really understand all that because I, I, I barely know how to work the computer that I own. Um, but, uh, so <sighs> I don't know. I agree with you. I think it's fucking stupid that I, I think both companies are making really bad decisions this year. Um, yeah. We say that as we consume their bad decisions. Yeah, but right. <laughs> this is a gaming podcast. We're supposed to buy it. All right. Right. Exactly. We're, we're like we 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 have an unpaid obligation to do this. <laughs> so you don't have to. Uh, exactly. God, we need to start getting paid for this. Uh, well, tell your boys, um, but, uh, before your boys pay us, I'm going to give them a little bit of value, right? With a, okay. with a right. thing oh. called, a, called a pick of the week. Oh, okay. I like the transition for that. That was, that was right. clever. Um, so, uh, mine is just a YouTube video from, uh, actually, I don't know if anyone's noticed a trend, but, uh, I, I spent a lot of time on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so my pick of the week is Loverboy Media's video on Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't know why I said that weird. 
but it's, it's literally just titled Why I Love Mission Impossible Fallout. And he does a really great job of breaking down why it is one of the best action movies to come out in the last, I don't know, fuck, fucking 20 years. Like, Mission Impossible Fallout is wonderful. Uh, and it's uh, an actual, like, movie-making feat. I don't know how the fuck they managed to get Tom Cruise, who's fucking all of, you know, 50-plus years old and fucking mm-hmm. five, 5 or whatever to do these insane stunts, but he's still doing them. And uh, Fallout actually oh, has a really awesome, like, tie-in with the the other, what, the past three movies that mm-hmm. came before it um, that I normally you wouldn't expect because most of the time, you know, Mission Impossible is kind of like a James Bond sort of thing where it's just like each yeah. movie is not connected to the next sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he breaks down why it's just a really, really fucking great movie. And he makes really good videos. They're really well edited. This one in particular, I think, is his best edited video. Mm-hmm. Um and I uh, just think it's worth a watch. It's only about 30 minutes long. Uh, Hell yeah. Check it out. Uh, fun fact. I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Really? Yeah. I, like, I want to know how, how how often do I say things on this podcast that like physically infuriate you? Uh, you know, honestly, that doesn't really physically infuriate me because I've uh, like... If you're not into action movies, like if you see a Mission Impossible movie on, you're going to switch the channel. You know what I mean? But like if you like movies as a general rule or you like action movies, then I would be a little bit more upset. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's because I I genuinely do think (laughs) with the exception of probably Mission Impossible 2 um, and even that has its charm. uh, I would honestly say that all of those movies are good to great in terms of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And the last two in particular, I think have been damn near excellent. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, they're good movies. You should check them out. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. We'll All definitely right. do that. And your pick of the week, sir. Is. Yes, my pick of the week is actually the soundtrack for the Miles Morales game. Uh, okay. I've, I'm not going to lie; I've been listening to it while I've been working, and it's got. I don't know how you feel about like uh, modern rap music and R and B, dude. I've been I've been fucking vibing to that shit. That that soundtrack was incredible. I love that they used predominantly. Uh, I don't I don't know about the the orchestral scores and stuff like that, but I know for like the actual songs themselves, uh-huh. um, they obviously pretty much only used uh, African American artists to okay. kind of help represent that game. Um, but uh, I the soundtrack is incredible. It's got some fucking bangers on it. I never thought I'd hear a song by Jaden Smith that I liked, but he proved me wrong. <laughs> um, it's got some really cool shit on it. And if you're into R and B and rap music, check that shit out, dude, that shit was bumping and it's clean for your kids. For the most part, there's one that's not so much, but for the most part, it's clean. So your kids can enjoy that too. If they like Spider-Man, but maybe stick away from some of them. There's a couple of obscenities. Actually, I think even the only song that, has what I guess you could call an obscenity in it is 
there's a song that says the N word in the chorus, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really consider that an obscenity. Am I even saying that word right? Yeah, obscenity. Yeah, yeah. That's the only word that I, that I would think someone might. But to be honest, I don't. So I don't know. That's just a word that my daughter knows that she shouldn't say. So it doesn't bother me. But yeah, that's okay. it. Awesome, awesome. That well, is it. Uh, well, that was our show. Yeah, uh, this was a this was a quick, uh, quickie, quickie yeah. little episode. It always is when Dylan's not here to fuck something up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dylan, um, <laughs> we're kidding. We love you. We do. Uh, well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content. Uh, Hunting Pixels. You can follow on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. Uh, I am on Twitter at TheBeBotMan182 and on Instagram at BeBotMan182. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzy and on Instagram at OMDizzy. And Austin is on Twitter at BigPapaPlays and on Instagram, uh, Instagram at BigPapaStevens underscore. Uh, all three of us have individual YouTube channels. Um, I actually just run mine under the CultureBot banner, so go check out those videos i am actively working on one that i think is really good um and it'll be out hopefully by i i hope to have it out by the end of the year because the rest of the year is going to be really busy so but yeah we'll see uh, we shall D- see dylan is uh om dizzy over there um he's doing a bunch of uh let's plays and he's actually started streaming over on twitch uh at om dizzy tv Go check that out, and and Austin, you are a big pop up place over on YouTube. So, yep, I uh, sure am. Go check that stuff out, fellas. Um, but that's it. We're out of here. I'm gonna go get some sleep before a long day of work tomorrow. Hell yeah! So, in the meantime, uh, we will see you next week. 